Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Don't forget, real quick, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. And today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado. A ton to get to today, including my new favorite weekly thing. Sound bites of chaos. <laughs> I need to get like some thunder. <laughs> Sound bites of chaos. Uh-huh. You're welcome. You know me. I won't do it. <laughs> like, this is a great idea. Eh, don't follow through on the execution. All right. But anyway, we got a ton to get to. Just got back this morning from a trip to the Denver Zoo. Always fun. My wife's out of town. And I'm like, I got to keep the kids busy. We're in the middle of summer break. And I think it's like next week they start swimming lessons and stuff like that. But as of like right now, it's it's all about trying to keep them busy. And since I have a loose schedule, uh, it's a, it's up to me to to get them out of the house and you know and off devices. So we took them to the zoo. Always good. You go early if you got a membership, and I like to go there right at eight thirty. It's awesome. There's hardly anybody there. It's nice and cool. So. Did that, got some beer. A lot of people don't know you can get beer at the zoo. They're like, I had no idea because I took a, a picture of me chugging a beer at the zoo, tweeted it out, and they're like, I didn't know they sold beer. They do. Got a decent, you know, I want to say like maybe five beers that you can choose from. Plus you get those, uh, oh, I love the uh, cheese and pretzels. Oh, oh, oh the big old ass uh, pretzels, those are great. Don't ever get them without salt. You know who doesn't get salt on a on a big pretzel like that? Psychos. Uh, actually, you know what? Scratch that. Serial killers. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't get uh, salt on that, there's something wrong with you, and you shouldn't be trusted alone with anyone. Anyone. Oh, then you get that cheese. Oh, it's so delicious. So delicious. Anyway, so that was fun. Last night, before I went to bed, since my wife's out of town, I was like, I got to watch. I wanted to see if this was good for the kids. So I was like, I want to watch Indiana Jones. So I chose the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Pretty good. Pretty good. Then I'm like, is it good? Good. Do you think my kids are going to actually like it? I think there's enough action that my son might like it. I don't know. But again, I tweeted that out last night. And David wrote in, what are my top five? Saw it in theaters when I was in sixth grade. Several Halloweens, I dressed up as Indiana Jones. And the final chapter is going to be out very soon. Exactly, David. That's kind of why I'm want, wanting to, one, myself, rewatch them. And two, I want to see if my kids are going to, are going to be excited to watch them, too. Because then it's something that they can watch as well when the next movie comes out. So... I'm hoping that we can all be on the same plane with that. Ramon said, great flick, not a fan of Temple of Doom. Last Crusade is my favorite, and Crystal Skull doesn't exist, in my opinion. <laughs> it's so funny, you people that, you people, what do you mean, you people? You people that get so obsessed with a franchise, a movie franchise, that like, if they fuck up just a little bit and go outside the box a little bit, you're like, no, it doesn't exist. The Crystal Skull, it's it's trash. 
doesn't exist. That's, that's remote. I probably watched it and I liked it. I say probably. I can't remember all the movies. That's why I want to go back and see them again. Steve said, I first saw that at a, at a drive-in, and then I fell asleep on the hood of my mom and dad's car. That's, that's kind of funny. That, that's something we haven't done is gone to a drive-in with the kids. I don't think we have. We did. They were real little, and they don't remember. Uh, Emily said, I had, I had my son watch it when he was eight, ten years ago because it was rated PG. I had totally forgotten how gruesome it was. Poor kid was traumatized. There are some scenes where you're just like, ooh, Jesus. Is it Temple of Doom where they rip the guy's heart out? Yeah, that's a little much. <laughs> it's a little much. Like, is that really going to happen to me, Daddy? I, I don't know. Maybe clean up your room. See what happens. <laughs> so I, I'm excited. I watched the, the first one, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I don't, I don't think it was that bad where my kid couldn't watch it. So I think I'm going to have him watch it coming up soon. And we'll see if he gets into it. We'll see. I don't know if my daughter will like it. It's just not, mm, I, I don't think it has that appeal for her. But we'll see. We'll see. I'll give her a chance, see if she likes it. But you know what you need to do right now is brace for impact. Here comes, I don't know why I said that that way. That was dumb. Brace for impact. Here it comes. <laughs> anyway, let's jump into those headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> McDonald's is celebrating Grimace. You know, the iconic purple mascot that resembles a butt plug? Yeah. No, oh, they say it's a taste bud. <laughs> it's a taste bud, I swear to God. But we know the truth. Grimace is a purple butt plug. We don't need to go back down this road. We don't. They're living a lie. We know the truth. <laughs> taste bud. Doesn't even... What the frick? Oh, my God. Anyway... This is the statement that McDonald's came out with. It says, Grimace birthday meal and shake, which includes a choice of a Big Mac or 10-piece chicken nuggets and a medium French fry and, a, and McD's first-ever purple shake. It's inspired by the iconic color and sweetness of our purple pal, Grimace. Hmm, it's a berry milkshake that tastes like Grimace. <laughs> I just, I... I just think it's funny. What is? I've always wanted to know what Grimace tastes like. Apparently, it tastes like berries. <laughs> I want to try it just because uh, I'm not a huge fan of McDonald's. i got to be honest. I always feel dirty after I eat McDonald's. It's not bad tasting. It's just my body just, and again, not like my body's a temple. Jesus, it's far from that. But it's just, it just gross. There's so much grease in it, and it's just, ugh. I'm like, ah, oh, God, I shouldn't have done that. As soon as I'm done eating, or even like halfway through, I'm like, oh, God, the depression sits in. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Why am I making these poor decisions that has me shoving a quarter pounder of cheese down my throat? And I'm, I'm, I'm you know, clamoring over these French fries that are so delicious. I don't really feel that way when I eat Wendy's. It's just McDonald's. It's just, I don't know what it is. It's just, they're greasier, I guess. And it's, ugh. Ugh. Anyway, are you going to go taste Grimace? 
And what's that all over your face? Oh, that's just a little bit of grimace sauce. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> grimace is in the back seat smoking a cigarette. <sighs> How'd I taste? <laughs> well, that took a weird turn. It did. I just think it's interesting. It's funny, too, that they're coming out with this. And I, I showed it to my kids, and they're like, who's that? What is that? That they're they're like celebrating Grimace's birthday, and I think the majority of the clientele that goes into McDonald's now, the the youth of America in the world, they don't know who the fuck Grimace is because they haven't been using him as a mascot. They were embarrassed of him, and they stuck him in the bottom drawer in the back because they're like, we don't want people to see our purple butt plug. That's what McDonald's is doing, and then all of a sudden they're like, you know what? It's a it's a free country. Let's you know. Let's, you know, it's okay to be ourselves. Hey, guys, guess what? I'm McDonald's, and we have a purple butt plug. We call him Grimace because that's the face you make when he goes up inside you. Anyway, try our new milkshake that's purple, and you get french fries. That's delicious. (laughs) I always think it's funny to imagine whoever's listening to this podcast that you're at work and you're trying not to get in trouble for laughing. <laughs> I always think that's funny. You're like, oh my God, damn it, stuff. Why'd you say that? Now I'm envisioning a butt plug, you know, smoking a cigarette in the back of somebody's car. <laughs> anyway, Bella Montoya died last week from a stroke at the age of 76. That's sad. And then her body spent several hours inside her own casket during a wake. And when relatives started the process of changing her clothes to prepare her for burial, they couldn't believe their eyes when they saw that she was showing signs of life. Her son, uh, Gilbert, told the local news that my mother started to move the left hand, then she opened her eyes, and then her mouth, and she was making an effort to breathe. What the fuck? No. That's nightmare fuel. One for her, for for the lady that is just wakes up and, like, you know, she's at, at her own wake. And then, two, imagine just seeing that. You're like, uh, holy fuck. You would have so much distrust going forward, going to a funeral. Because you always have that anyway when somebody close to you passes away. You're like, is this just some kind of bad joke? Uh, you know, it's your head's kind of spinning. If you witness this, you're going to have that times 100. Be like, I saw it before. When uh, grandma, this happened to grandma or blah, blah, blah. That's, that's frightening. Frightening. Now, Ecuador's health ministry is going to be investigating the incident and will try to work out how a woman was declared dead but was still alive. So, man, and as of right now, everything I've read, she's still alive, and she's trying to get better. She's still sick with whatever, because they said she had, like, a heart attack or something like that, and uh, or a stroke. Excuse me. It was, like, a stroke. So she's still dealing with the recovery of that, but, I mean, she's alive. She's alive. And she's with her family, and her family's with her, however you want to say it. But, wow, how damaging is that to think about? I remember when I was a kid, and who was it? Oh, when when 
one, when my dad passed away when I was five, I think I, I somehow wormed my way up there and I saw him in the casket. That was, that was like kind of fucked up. I have that image in my head. So I imagined I did get up there somehow. And then also when my grandpa passed away when I was like 18, I remember seeing that. And that's just like really, and no matter what, it's just, it's just so jarring to see. And then I can only imagine if, if all of a sudden they moved or they just sat up and started talking. They're like, Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> Could you imagine though? Like, what did you, you, I'm sorry. If all of a sudden I woke up and I have like a bunch of people crying around me and I'd be like, what the fuck are you crying about? My God, I am so uncomfortable. <laughs> Holy shit, he's alive. Ah, he's still a fucking dick. <laughs> kind of wish he died. Oh, that's so bizarre. Hopefully that's never going to ha- happen to you. In, in a, I, I say that in a, in a weird way, because I guess in, a, in another sense, it would be uh, amazing because you're, you're dealing with this extreme heartache of losing somebody, then all of a sudden it's just like, wow, they're back. Boy, that's a roller coaster of emotions that I, I don't think any one of us would be prepared for. Wow, that I just I feel sorry for the family, but I'm also excited for the family because I mean, deep in the back of everybody's mind, you just you when somebody passes away, you, you kind of wish something like this would happen, but I don't know. It it's bizarre. I I am going to try to watch this story as it goes as it progresses and see if she ends up speaking Bella, the lady that was pronounced dead and then woke up. I I would like to know more about her experience. Just fascinating and disturbing all wrapped up in one. (laughs) And Hey, that's, that's also how some people describe this podcast. (laughs) Anyway, we got more coming your way, but first bring that big bet energy this summer with Superbook sports. Superbook Sports is the most trusted name in sports betting, and right now, use promo code MILEHIGH to score up to 250 bucks with their first bet bonus. So, win or lose, they're going to match your first bet up to $250 with that promo code MILEHIGH. All you got to do is visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions, or you can download the Superbook Colorado app in your app store. Enter the promo code MILEHIGH, and you're going to get 250 bucks courtesy of Superbook Sports. If you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. The Denver Nuggets beat the Miami Heat the other day in the NBA Finals. They they get their first championship ever in the Nuggets franchise. They won their first uh, championship. So that's really cool. A very special moment. And I I mean, the city of Denver, the state of Colorado, everybody that is a Nuggets fan. So, you know, that's all over the country and everybody's so happy. And in all honesty, the Nuggets weren't a controversial team. They just went out there and did their jobs. They're very blue collar when you watch them. It's just there's nobody. Nobody's real flashy or anything like that. It's just. It's just, this is how you play basketball, and this is how we're going to win. And that's what they did. And it was fun to watch, especially as a parent trying to teach the kids of, 
you know, this is how you play basketball. This is how you want to learn. It's, it's not about one individual. It's not all about dunking. Dunking, dunking's fine, but you don't have to do it all the time. Shouldn't be your main main objective. There's a lot going on in basketball. But anyway, so a lot of what people are talking about after the game is finals MVP Nikola Jokic speaking to the media, and it it kind of jarred people. Here's uh, here's Jokic after the game. This is excellent. Uh, we succeed in our jobs. And we 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 won we won the whole thing. It's a it's a it's a amazing feeling. But like I said before, it's not everything on the world, you know. I think I think still if okay, I won it. Okay, we not not I we won it. But I think it's not the most important thing in the world. Still, uh, there is a bunch of things that uh, that I like that I like to do. I mean, probably that's no, that's a normal thing, you know. Nobody likes his uh, his job, or maybe they do. <laughs> They're lying. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it's a good feeling when you know that you did something that nobody believes, and just it's, it was just us. It's just the organization that Nagas believe in us. Uh, every player believe in each other, and I think that's that's the most important thing. A lot of uh, journalists ran with the. Uh, he hates his job stance. And it's like, dude, come on, man. He's just saying that there's more to his life than playing basketball. It's a job to him. He just happens to be really fucking good at it. So, I mean, and he's just, he's looking beyond what he's doing now. So afterwards, you know, he's he's trying to, he one, he was kind of blindsided by the fact that on Thursday that there there's a, a parade here in Denver for the Nuggets, and he was planning on already being back in his hometown in Serbia uh, racing horses. So now he's just like sitting there going, how the heck am I going to deal with this? So here's him talking with TN, not TNT, ESPN. I got a parade coming up here on Thursday. Yes. How soon till you're back in Sambor? I need to. On Sundays, I have my horse racing. In my horse, horse racing. Horse racing. Horse <laughs> I was going to get to that. The horse we'll racing. Get to Maybe. I don't know how we're going to arrive. Thursday, parade. Friday, maybe. Would you make it? I don't know. I'm maybe. Ask, maybe you can have enough time to squeeze it in. I'm going to ask Josh to. Give me a, give me a, give me a plane. Oh, I think, I think you, I think yeah, he'll definitely let you get the team plane. I think you deserve that. You deserve a little more than that. I did it on TV. I, I'm gonna finish by. Uh, by I put him under the pressure. Yes, yes, I, did. Pressure. yes I did. Nicole, I, I don't feel bad at all. <laughs> it's funny too because during the press conference, when he officially found out that there was a parade on Thursday, he's just like rubbing his temples and his forehead, and he's like, "Oh my God," because. I just want to be back home, and he wants to be with his horses and with his family. He's already moved on. Job's done. And he's like, shit, I guess I have to do the parade thing. He is not completely lost in the game and lost in his job. He is such a breath of fresh air. One, he's a great player, but two, it's just like he has more going on than work. Something that we could all learn from. I, I often say that if you want to be the best in your industry and best at your job, that you got to dive headfirst into it. And that's why I would always tell people when they would ask me for advice 
getting into radio, I say you should be single. In any job, when you're first starting out, you should be single because it's going to be easier for you to find success because you're going to want to dive head first and be completely consumed by the job, by learning it and excelling at it. He's kind of proving my theory wrong because he just happens to be just so good. Now, that being said, he's not he hasn't been married the whole time and whatever, but he just happens to be really fucking good at basketball. Now, that being said, real quick, Zach By of Sports Radio, whatever the heck they're called, 104.3 The Fan here in Denver, was on with CNN talking about the greatness that is Nikola Jokic. We're continuing to rediscover what his greatness really is. Like, this is a guy who has won two MVPs already and then somehow brought it to another level this season on the highest stage. I mean, it doesn't get any bigger than the NBA Finals. And Jokic just averaged 30 points, 14 rebounds, seven assists at the pinnacle of the sport. I mean, he is rewriting the history books. You're talking about a guy who is the most efficient player we have seen maybe of all time, who's putting up numbers that haven't been put up since Wilt Chamberlain in the 1960s. The game of basketball is as developed as it's ever been. It's being played at the highest level. And the fact that he is sticking out in such a way and he's doing it so non-traditionally. This is not a guy who is flying around and dunking the basketball or blocking shots and showing great feats of athleticism. This is a guy who plays on the ground, barely has a dunk a game, but he is so cerebral uh, and he's so calculated. He plays the game from the neck up. And I think that's what is so exciting is because his game is not based off athleticism. We should see Jokic play at this level and, dare I say, could it even reach further levels in years to come because his game is predicated off of his mind and not his body. And that's what makes him so different uh, from any other NBA superstar. There you go. That was Zach By on with CNN. Of course, Zach on with Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports, whatever the heck they're called. 104.3 The Fan. Just do that. Sorry. <laughs> I always forget because they just changed it. Anyway, it, it was nice to hear Zach break that down because Zach knows his shit when it comes to basketball. He is somebody that lives and breathes and poops basketball. He loves it. You're welcome, Zach. <laughs> if I do poop basketball, it's fun. Anyway, so it, it's I like how he broke that down. And it's kind of what I was saying. He's a different mentality when it comes to the NBA. And you can see that and hear that in the post game after he win, after he won. It's like, yeah, the job's done. Now it's time for us to go home. And a lot of people are like, Jesus, like he doesn't even care that he won the championship. Dude, after the game, real quick, one of the greatest things I saw, and I had to make sure that my kids saw this was that Nikola Jokic, after the final whistle blows, the Nuggets win the championship, the Nuggets are all celebrating, he takes a moment and walks over to every single Heat player, shakes their hands, gives, gives them a hug. That's sportsmanship. He is the perfect example of, yes, 
you won. But remember, there's also a loser in here. And let's make sure that we're walking out with our heads held high and respecting them as well, respecting the opponent. So he is a great example for kids to watch, be like, that's how you handle your business. You do your job and you don't disrespect your opponent. Win or lose. LeBron, who pouts and just storms off the fucking court after every time the Nuggets beat the shit out of him. Man. So that's a he just won the fucking championship. And he took the time to go over there and shake their hands. It's great. Fantastic. That's how you do it. Great example, example for everybody out there. So Joker's mentality is great for the Denver Nuggets. It's it's what helped them win the championship. Okay, it's a blue-collar state of mind. Do your job, then go home. And not be overly obsessed with the job. So there's a lot that you can take from that in your industry. I try to do it. Sometimes I get I'm trying to pull back myself. Now it's funny because like I do a podcast, but it's my baby, and I'm trying to deal with one doing the episodes, doing four episodes a week, plus the promotion of it. I'm the only one that promotes the podcast, so I got to make sure that I'm promoting it in all aspects. Am I doing it properly? Blah, blah, blah. And sometimes I get lost in that and get overly obsessed with that, and then I realize I'm fucking over the shit that's right in front of me, the most important thing, my wife and kids. And so there's times... Taking a look at jo- the Nikola Jokic, his mentality is realizing sometimes you got to step back and realize what the hell is more important, playing a game or family. Now, obviously, he makes a fuck ton more money than I do, and good for him. He, he's earned it. So his mentality is also great for today's youth, like I was saying. There's more to life than a game or a job. Family and friends are a lot more important than what you do. Finding something other than work to satisfy your happiness is what we should all strive for. Once you leave your job, what are you going to do? And I have a hard time with that because I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with my hands <laughs> when, when I'm not working. So I have a hard time with that and I need to find more things to do. I was going to, you know, you know, pornography. I was going to be a porn star, but that's just another job. <laughs> so it, it it's really, it's like he's, his happiness, he, he lights up Joker. His face does when he starts talking about racing his horses. He loves doing that. And he's been doing that since he's a kid. So his mentality is so healthy for the franchise, the Nuggets, because it rubs off on people. He's he's just do your job, and that's it. He's very calm, but when he gets pissed off, which you saw in that game five against the Heat, and he's really turns up the the heat, <laughs> and he starts getting all passionate and starts yelling on the sidelines and saying what they need to do. Like everybody is in tune with what he's saying because it means more because of his mentality. 
He speaks loudly only when he needs to. Something that we could all learn from. Now, Joker's mentality is bad news for the NBA. They want guys who are obsessed with the brand. If a player is obsessed with the game, so will the fans, because they'll see that. Be like, look at him. He's just nonstop. He's coming in here. He's grinding. It's all he's about. Like when you see when TMZ Sports picks picks him up at the airport or something like that, and that's all he's talking about. You know, he's obsessed with it, and they want people to be obsessed with it. They want the fans to be obsessed with it. They want guys that bleed the NBA because they can sell that. You're not going to see Nikola Jokic very much in advertisements. If he is, it's because somebody is dragging him <laughs> by, by his earlobe over there and be like, you have to do this. I mean, he, he wasn't fully excited about the parade. Now, he'll have a good time when he's there. But you know he's not fully in it because he wants to move on and go be with his family and, and race his horses and do all that shit. So it's not good for the NBA, but it's good for everyone else. Because if my kids grew up and they played like Joker, if they do that, I'll be fucking a hell of a lot more proud of them than if they're playing like somebody like LeBron, who is a selfish cunt at times. Okay? That's it. I'd rather them win or lose, go shake the hands of the opponents. He won the fucking championship, and he thought that that's what I need to do. That is a good fucking example. I don't know anybody that can hate on Nikola Jokic. And like Zach was saying, it's not like he's a super flashy player. No. He is just very technical and very cerebral when he plays. He took the time to learn the basics and then just expanded on that and wasn't concerned about being on a highlight reel. It's all about what do I need to do to be a good player and a good teammate? That's what he's all about, and that's really cool. But like I said, NBA, it's really hard to sell somebody like Nikola Jokic, and that's going to irritate them. Now, that being said, they can sell around him and sell him without him being officially on board. So expect to see that a lot. They'll use his likeness, but you may not see him actually endorsing things and, and whatever, and you might use they might use him as an example. But ultimately... The guys that are going to be in front of the camera are the guys that are desperate to be on, you know, the cover of a Wheaties box and, and stuff like that. They want to be on Sports Center. That's what they want. That's the guys that are going to end up taking front and center. The more selfish, self-absorbed individuals where, you know, Joker's not that way. Let me know your thoughts to Huff on censored at gmail.com. You know what we need to do right now? Let's jump into the mailbag. Mailbag. You've got mail. <laughs> this comes in from Sean. He says, do you think Harold and Kumar really escaped from Guantanamo Bay and got high with President Bush? <laughs> if you've ever seen the movie, that's that's I believe that's how it ends. It's so funny. So dumb. 
He's all just asking for a friend. Oh, and go Nuggets. Never thought I'd see them win anything in my lifetime. Uh, Sean, going back to the first part of your question is just, <laughs> that's a great movie. And I'm sorry if you're presented with a stinky uh, cock meat sandwich. Yeah, I'm going to do anything in my power to escape because that ain't right. <laughs> that ain't right. It's a great movie. If you're looking for something just dumb, silly, full of humor, very inappropriate, kind of like this podcast, you need to watch those. The Harold and Kumar and especially Escape from Guantanamo Bay. It's stupid funny. But, like, it's a movie. Its objective is to make you laugh. Don't go into it going, well, this, there's so many plot holes in this. Oh, my God. Go s- eat a bag of dicks, please. Stop doing that, especially with comedies. <laughs> it's like comedies are designed for you to laugh. And if there's some misinformation every now and then, who fucking cares? Stop. <laughs> Jesus. And, Sean, it is really interesting to see the Denver Nuggets win in your lifetime. It is, because I'm sitting there talking to my brother the other day in Australia, and he's like, holy crap, I never thought this would happen. And and it's funny because, by the way, I during the finals, I made one tweet about uh, them punching the, the heat in the dick, <laughs> and I had like a little score board on there and i'm like ah i just don't i don't want to jinx it so i i stopped doing it after that because i started thinking too much i didn't want to to really overthink them winning so i i stopped doing it after that and i refused to say anything that they were going to definitely win and i had people like texting me like dude dude, when the Nuggets win this series, it's going to be insane at the parade and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, if they win, you know, the Heat still have a chance. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, okay. Nuggets are going to win, you pussy. But I, like, I just didn't want to go on and say it. I'm just, I freak out with that stuff. Like when I all of a sudden dip into that river of of superstition, It's really hard to get out until the game is over or the series is over. So that's what happened at first. I was just like, this is great. Then all of a sudden, my toes just dipped into that river that's flowing just hard on on superstition. And I'm like, ah, can't, can't, stop. not going to talk about it anymore. (laughs) I'm like, fuck, I don't want to be the reason. I don't want to be the reason. And then I'm watching game five. The Nuggets were down by like a couple points. And my son walks into the room. He's up. Ah, the Nuggets suck. They're going to lose. I'm like, look at him. I was like, you don't say that. You don't say that, damn it. <laughs> I'm so irritated. So fucking irritated. He's like, what? That I was joking. I was like, you don't joke about that. Okay. Okay. Like his words will have official impact on the game. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? You can't go into a room especially in a championship moment and just start talking negative. You can't do that. You can't do that. If he was a grown-up and somebody else was there, somebody punch him right in the face. You're like, what happened? Well, he said this, blah, blah, blah. You know what we need to do before we wrap this up? The sound bites of chaos. Ha, 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 ha. 
Hey, I tell you what, you can take a good look at a butcher's ass by sticking your head up there, but wouldn't you rather take his word for it? That's fucking teamwork! Type 2 adult onset diabetes? Life, uh, finds a way. He put me in the eye! Captain Insano shows no mercy. There's gonna be a meeting between your ass and the palm of my hand if you don't get off the shed! Now get off the shed! Watch out for that first step, it's in juicy! Shut the fuck up, Kyle! Ask me about my winner! Smoked pot with Johnny Hopkins. You don't know anyone named Johnny Hopkins. It was Johnny Hopkins and Sloan Kettering, and they were blazing that shit up every day. Can't believe you've never been cow tipping before. Get ready to live. Sorry, I had to throw that one in again. That's my favorite soundbite. It is. I was actually in the car today, and my, I, because uh, I like I, I haven't gone through the last episode to preview it to make sure everything sounds good and kind of air check myself. That's just a a term used in radio is air checking yourself. Also used in TV, but I like to air check every episode, make sure hey, what can I do better type of thing. So I forgot when I plugged in my phone to my car that it would just start playing that. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it plays that, fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> and my son is in the car, and he's like, ah, that's from the movie Renfield, because we let him watch it. He's 10. He's fine. He's not damaged, and he doesn't go around cursing. So that's good. There's a lot of random uh you know, things, by the way, if you ever have questions on podcasting and radio, please let me know to huffonsensor.gmail.com. A lot of people will reach out to me. And if, you know, if you're ever having a lingering question of why certain things go uh, a certain way in radio, especially, uh, I can most likely fill you in on that. And maybe we make it part of the podcast or maybe we don't. And it's just for side information. I will tell you this. If you're looking to get in radio, it is a lot tougher of a gig than you can ever imagine. And the reason being, it's financial. And especially here in Colorado, you just don't make that much money when you get into radio. And if you want to get into radio, you got to be willing to move. Same with TV. There's going to be a lot more opportunities when you open the door across the country. Even the world. Sometimes there's opportunities to go overseas and do stuff. Not very often, but you just don't know. So I will tell you this. If you're looking to get into media is be willing to move. And don't allow anything to be beneath you. I know there's some people that I've worked with in radio that were like, I, I would never run the audio board, that's beneath me. And they've literally said that. I'm like, really? That's fascinating because I feel I would rather have somebody. I used to have a boss named Armin. Armin, for all that he achieved in his career, he would go there and, and rock the audio board. And he, and he did a great job with it. He just found it. Like he could go into any job and just find it exciting. And that's what you got to do when you do anything, whether it's your 
whether it's in radio or whatever you do now, is just try to make it fun. And, and that he, that was a good example of what Armin would do. And and I used to do that like when I was in restaurants. My brother would always tell me like, you know, just have fun with it, whatever you're doing. And it would just make it a lot easier when you would get into that mentality. Like, how can I make this fun? And when I would run the board in radio, the the audio board, I would, I got to the point where if I made one mistake, I, I'd be pissed. So it got to the point where I would ha- have a goal for myself is you don't screw up once during your shift which a lot of people fuck up on a regular basis and then find other things. Once you get to the point where it's just like, you're not making mistakes, like how else can I, can I improve and have fun with it? Can I, can I interject something that causes the show to just go off the rails in a good way? And how can I do that without it really fucking up the show? And really thinking outside the box and really challenging myself to do that stuff. So that's like what you need to do in your job. Like, how can I make it more entertaining or entertaining for yourself? How can I find enjoyment in what I'm doing? Sometimes some jobs are just, it's harder than others. I get it. If you're a mortician, okay, I got to be honest. That's good luck. <laughs> Ah, he loves his job a little too much. <laughs> That's gross. I'm not saying necrophilia. Jesus. You just go in there and he's like, I decided, I know your dad died, but I decided to give him a mustache. <laughs> he didn't have a mustache. And holy shit, it's a big curly one. I know. Isn't that great? And just shaved his armpits. <laughs> uh, so wrong. So wrong. Anyway, leaving you with that image. <laughs> but anyway, if you want to join the podcast, I'd love it when you do it. Send me an email to huffoncensored at gmail.com or you can hit me up on my socials at Podcast. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. I truly appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Go ahead and set the auto download feature in your app. That way, You don't have to worry about as you're driving, whether it's for work or for pleasure, you're not going to have to worry about listening to this episode and running into a zone that has no signal. You can just keep on listening. It'd be great entertainment for you. So thank you guys so much. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado. It's to Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.